Hi, I'm Amy Porter, and this is my podcast. My mission is to show people how to empower themselves through music, business, and media. I try to see as clearly as possible how I can help. I showcase the music that I've played and the people I've met along the way. I'm a wife and a stepmom. You might know me as a professor, a performer, a producer, a publisher, a recording artist. I'm the founder of a couple of nonprofits. Welcome in to my Porter Flute Pod. Welcome to Porter Flute Pod. It's our friend cast. It's episode six in our third season, and today we meet new friends. Okay, so whatever we call ourselves, flutist, flautist, or flautist, it's always great to be open to meeting new friends in our flutist field. So today, producer Alan J. Tomasetti and I are going to sit down with the brothers Fridkiss, Jake and Gabe Fridkiss, and have a great conversation. They're both winners of orchestral auditions on the flute, and then they've won the auditions for the same orchestra. I think that's amazing. We'll feature their playing throughout the podcast, and I'm just so excited for our conversation. Welcome to Porter Flute Pod. We're so happy you're here. Jake Fridkiss has quickly established himself as one of the leading flutists of his generation. Currently principal flutist in the Fort Worth Symphony Orchestra, he has also performed with the Cleveland Orchestra, Philadelphia Orchestra, Pittsburgh Symphony, St. Louis Symphony, and as guest principal flute with the Dallas Symphony and Norwegian Radio Symphony Orchestra. He's on the faculty at the Eastern Music Festival in Greensboro, North Carolina, and the Conducting Institute in Fort Worth, Texas. His brother Gabe Fridkiss is quickly establishing himself as a distinguished orchestral performer and sought-after soloist. He holds the position of assistant principal flute in the Fort Worth Symphony Orchestra. Previously, Gabe was principal flute in the Indianapolis Chamber Orchestra, in addition to being a member of the Civic Orchestra of Chicago. Gabe also has performed with the San Antonio Symphony, the Nashville Symphony, and he received his Bachelor of Music from SUNY Purchase Conservatory and a Master's from DePaul. Greetings, brothers Fridkiss. Hey, it's nice to finally meet you. I know. Welcome to Porter Flute Pod. Thank you. Well, Gabe and Jake, I'm so excited to have you here. Welcome. You're a new friend on a friend cast. So in the past, I've had friends that have come on and told stories and um, we talk about our relationship, but my relationship with you guys is basically through Instagram where I'm a huge fan and there's certain things I like to ask people when I'm getting to know them. So if you don't mind, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions, kind of like meet you at my home, meet you at the front door and say things like, hey, you know, uh, do you have any other brothers and sisters? What's your favorite ice cream? You know, things like that. So (laughs) I'd love to know that kind of thing. Like, what's your family life like? I know your brothers, but are there other Fridkiss people out there? There are. Do they play the flute? We're not the only ones. <laughs> we are We are the only ones that play the flute. Uh, we have an older sister. Um, so I'm the youngest and Jake's the middle. And then we have 
an older sister and she she lives uh back in new jersey where we grew up um with with her husband and her two little girls um who are adorable and amazing and are also not flutists but are burgeoning musicians uh so you know maybe they'll Maybe we'll make it to the channel at some point <laughs> when they let us. <laughs> Besides that, uh, I, I'm married. My wife plays viola in our orchestra, and I have a dog. She doesn't play flute, but she likes it. So she'll, she'll dance around when I play the flute. Yeah, we come from a musical family. Uh, my Our dad plays uh, jazz piano, not professionally, but um, he's really amazing. Uh, he's mainly self-taught and, and doesn't read music and just kind of place. So uh, we grew up listening to a lot of music, uh, not necessarily classical music. Um, but once we got really interested in it, we started listening to it a lot. Um, you know, particularly like for me, I'm older. So when I was in youth orchestra, you know, I was learning the pieces, started listening to classical music, started going to Philadelphia orchestra concerts because they're, you know, right next to us and then then got really into that. So uh, that was kind of how the classical thing happened. And our, our mom is, uh, she's not a musician, but I always tell people that she is, she is the, the purest like audience member you could ever ask for. She just loves classical music and she always, she always finds something, which is, I actually find inspiring. You know, as musicians, it's easier, easy to be, to be so critical of all the music we hear, you know, cause we're critical of ourselves, of course. Um, and I, 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 I admire that she can go to any concert and she comes out with just something beautiful and something that she loved about it and usually many, many things. Um, and you know, that's why, I mean, that, that's one of the main reasons we do it, right? For, for that kind of audience member that's just gonna, gonna always leave the hall um, or leave the Instagram page, um, really taking something positive home and have, making their day a little better. A great patron. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. My parents were, too, of the Philadelphia Orchestra. I'm from Wilmington, Delaware. My father worked for DuPont, and they had season tickets. And so I was going to see, uh, right when Eugene Ormandy was leaving and, and Muti was taking over, uh, well, I was like eight, nine, and I was kind of shepherded into that thinking of sound comes from the left hand of the string section and that the woodwind playing was mighty and that everyone played a distinctive role the philadelphia orchestra was the sound in my head yeah i mean philadelphia orchestra had a huge impact on us we both played in the youth orchestra in, in philadelphia me too so what, ta what town are you from we're from right outside of Princeton in yeah. New Jersey. So we're the other, the other side. The other side of Philly. Um, yeah, I was the Delaware person. You know, you drove 45 minutes. Same. Yeah, we came, We just came from the other direction. Uh, but yeah, uh, so, I mean, we grew up, you know, primarily in the, the Eschenbach era of the Philadelphia Orchestra. But, yeah. um, but I listened to a lot of the, we used to listen to the Ormandy recordings all the time. And it's just, I mean, that's, such an incredible sound. So I'm sure growing up with that, it must have been uh, really inspiring. But we were really inspired by those musicians, um, you know, yeah. growing up, I think. And, and you know, like, I think uh, that, that tradition really continued in that orchestra. It's really just amazing playing right across the board. So. So my next question to get you in the door, favorite ice cream? Favorite ice cream? Uh-huh. 
I like ice cream with like a lot of stuff in it. So, you know, I'll, I'll get like peanut butter, or, you know, uh, I like pretty much anything with peanut butter. I like uh, that's okay. what else is in there, but you can throw any kind of cookies or brownies or things. As long as it's got peanut butter, I'm, I'm pretty happy. I would say never heard that before. Historically <laughs> cookies and cream would be my go-to answer. Their favorite ice cream flavor. Cool. Yeah. I'm a mocha almond fudge girl. Well, that sounds pretty good. Okay, flute-related question. Okay. Your favorite etude book, and do you still play etudes? And if not, you should. <laughs> uh, favorite etude book that's... Honestly, it's kind of hard because, like, I think there's so many good ones. I really like the Kohler Virtuosic because um, they're really hard, and I feel like they really help you with the, the showpiece style. Um, so that's that's one I like. Uh and I'm not going to say the other one because I feel like Gabe's going to say it. What am I going to say? I don't know. Find out. If you don't say it, then, then I'll say it. Um, I don't know. I, I, I like I like Anderson. What is it, 24? Is that the, the, the big one? It was like, it was more of, I didn't do a ton of etudes until grad school. Um, and then I did a ton of etudes. Um, <laughs> And yeah, I, I think at that point I was doing Anderson and Carg Ehlert and I, I any, anything that you're doing at the same time as Carg Ehlert seems great by comparison. Um, so not, not that they're bad pieces, they're so hard. Like it's just, they just, they just break your mind, right? Um, which is probably why they're good etudes. Um, they make you good. Yeah, well, it didn't work with me, but uh, <laughs> I should have gotten further in the process. I, I definitely, uh, I still break out etudes uh, whenever I can. Um, I think that I didn't really understand the point of etudes when I was younger. Same thing with like Gabe. I didn't really play etudes that much until grad school. My teachers tried to make me play etudes and I would just not do it. Um, but uh, Ransom explained it really well to me when I was in grad school. And he was saying, you know, you want to spend all this time working on your rep but you need to keep your brain in the, in the process of learning new music all the time. And you need to be quick at it, you know, so that when you're uh, a professional and you have a bunch of concerts and stuff, you can learn these pieces, you know, quickly and, and, and keep that, that muscle exercised. So, uh, so that's kind of how I look at etudes is, yeah, if I'm preparing a recital, I can't just practice the, the recital rep 24 seven, otherwise I'll, I'll actually regress a little bit. So I need something else that's hard, uh, that's gonna keep me active, reading at a high level, you know, learning processing at a high level. So, so that's why I really like etudes now. I think, you know, and I always tell my students when they're getting ready for auditions and stuff, keep doing your etudes every week, learn a new etude every week or two, depending on their level, uh, three, depending on their level, you know, and, uh, and, and, and just keep exercising your brain um, and, and learning new music all the time. And it, it'll keep you stronger uh, as a player. So that, that's why I like them. And I try to, sometimes I don't, but I do my best. That leads to our final question of the welcome mat, which is, do you listen to Porter Flute Pod at all? And if so, what's your favorite episode so far and why? And is there a favorite guest that you had? Yes, I have listened to Porter Flute Pod, of course. And, uh, um, you know, everybody, well, if you're listening to this, you're already checking it out. So I don't have to tell you, but, uh, but keep listening to it. Um, 
my fa personal favorite episode, uh, which I think we probably share, is the the Mark and Liz flute episode uh, because they're really good friends of ours. Um, I've known Mark for I don't know, a long time now, and uh, and we just met Liz, but uh, we we really enjoy her, and uh, and we really like their episode, and their arrangements are incredible. Um, we really enjoy their Instagram account, but also uh, we have a lot of their re arrangements that we're planning on recording, and they're they're fantastic. So it was cool listening to that, hearing about you know their their life and and uh, and and their work. Um, so I, I enjoyed that one a lot. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna second that, and also just especially, especially right now, um, given what's going on with San Antonio Symphony. Um, yeah, just to like, I don't know. Obviously, support San Antonio Symphony and support them because they're great people and great musicians, and they're in a tough, tough, tough situation um, that uh, you know a lot of us have been through. And um, yeah, go buy some Mark and Liz flute duos because yeah. they're awesome. Also, they're really hard. Speaking of things that are are, are good yeah. to learn and keep you sharp, so. So I have a quick story. I was nine. I started the flute. When I was 10, my brother came home from the U.S. Army band and he played the trumpet and he played for my mother and my mother was ooing and aahing on the couch and I thought, there's three keys on that trumpet and there's so many keys on the flute. I bet I could, I bet I could play that. So Gabe, I have a question for you. Did you look straight at that flute when your brother was playing it and say, I could do that like, like me? Well, um, so my, my story of coming to the flute, uh, <laughs> so I, I started playing violin when I was six. Um, and I, I played for one year. I, I was in a Suzuki and like one of the, like a group class, right. in the first year, everyone plays together and, um, at the end of the year, we had our, our first recital in which we all played hot cross buns. Um, and I, it just, I remember like my fingers hurt so much. Like I, I didn't get any calluses because I was little and, and it, it just sounded terrible. And I, I was so upset and I ran off stage crying to my mom and I was like, mom, I don't want to play violin. I hate it. It makes my hands hurt. Um, and it's so screechy. Um, my violin is great now, but I was not good. Um, so she was like, yeah, but you have to play an instrument. Uh, and Jake already played flute. And uh, so I decided to play flute. So I think honestly, my, I don't know if I really thought that it was gonna be easier. It just looked like it was gonna be less physically painful, which I think is probably true um, as far as instruments, well, at least string instruments go. Um, yeah, we were just talking about this, how like flute is nice and nice and tension-free. You know, you don't have to like control you don't you don't need hands to play the flute. You don't need hands. No, know. you just need air. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's what I like to think. So, Jake, your brother picks up the, the flute. He starts to play it. What was that like for you? You're young. 
Did you say stop that? Or did you say, here, let me show you how it's done? Or like, did you leave him alone? Like, what was that like? Honestly, I don't remember. Uh, I, I don't think that, I definitely never said stop that. I don't, <laughs> Okay. we're very serious when we were, when we were young. I think we were more competitive about playing baseball than yeah. playing flute. Um, so we still are. Yeah, probably. Uh, so yeah, I don't. I don't think there's anything like that, honestly. And 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 we kind of, you know, just always did our our separate things, and we would play duos. So um, I don't know. I didn't really think much of it until I think later on when we were like at music festivals and, and stuff like that. Then it was a little bit more like, oh wait, you know, we we both do this. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, but but at that point, you know, I was already older, and you know, I was kind of on my way to to doing stuff and Gabe was on his way to doing stuff. So it was kind of not really, uh, you know, we were never really very competitive about it. I think it was more actually, you know, just hoping that we could both do okay. Jake did make, when I was a little kid and he was also a slightly li less little kid, um, he made me like a, like a, remember this is like a wood, it was like a wood fake flute out of like a dowel, he like drew keys on it. And I, I would play with it all the time because I guess I guess I wanted to learn flute. Maybe this was in my dark violin days, um, and I would just like pretend that I was playing a little flute. Um, it's the best. It's the best toy you could ever. Yeah, have. I bet mom still has that. <laughs> That's awesome. Can I ask how many years apart you are? Three. Okay, so that's good enough to, you know, really relate to one another. Not so much when you're young, but when you're older, for sure. Yeah, it's about the difference of a college degree. So I think that puts enough space between you, you know. Uh, college degree. Yeah, you know that that. So you know, by the time Gabe was doing anything in flute, I was I was in my master's and stuff. So it's it's kind of you're you're in a different life situation at least at that point. So um, so that I think that that helped. I think you know if you're the same if you're same year or something, maybe you'll mm -hmm. just trying to get into the yeah. same spots. Even when we were in in youth orchestra, like. It, it worked out that like I was in PYAO, which was, I don't know if it, that was around when, when you were doing it, it was like the younger version. And then Jake graduated and then I moved up to PYO. Um, and that's just kind of how, that's kind of how the ages worked out anyway. Yeah, yeah. Three years is, is enough yeah. when you're young, I think, uh, that it doesn't really, we were never really in direct competition, so. Uh, right, yeah. right. I'm assuming you you worked together on on your excerpts. Did you coach and you know play for each other? Yeah, all the time, all the time, all the time. Where I was taking auditions, I I always I always played for Jake. You know, and in many ways, like Jake was you know has been a significant teacher for me as well. Um, oh. So and it, you know when I was at yeah when I was at Purchase and he was at Yale, um, that's pretty close. It's only like a, like a two hour train ride, so I would go up there. Um, a lot to play and also just to hang out. I probably have like 10,000 hours of Gabe excerpts on my text chain. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> it's like it was just like nonstop, just texting X. What about the no, 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 no? So, you know, at the time when Gabe start, because Gabe, like you said, he didn't start until a couple years after. Um, so I was already midway through Yale at that point, um, and and I won my first job, you know, probably a year later after you started, or something, a year and a half later after Gabe started flute. Yeah, it was definitely a purchase. Um, getting the ideas, you know, off of each other. That helped me a lot when I was going through the excerpts um, to, to think about it in, in, in a different way. And he was obviously taking lessons, you know. So yeah, I mean, it was infinitely helpful um, to, to go through that kind of together at that stage, I think. We also both really worked very hard at that point. So we were kind of just like practice machines you know, and we were both just working really hard and going back and forth on flute stuff. I mean, have you heard this recording? Did you do this? Did you listen? To, you know, like to kind of just, uh, it, it was good. Like, I, I think I got like an extra amount of motivation because I was basically like, if I don't do this pretty soon, my little brother's going to start beating me everywhere. So I got, I got <laughs> to get after it. It's great to have an, another ear um, who's obviously, I think we're stylistically similar, but different enough that it, it it's very helpful for for both of us. Now, Jake, did you know it was your brother? Like, how did that audition process work? When I was at Yale, I won uh, principal in the South Dakota Symphony. So I moved there. Uh, I played there for a couple months. And then I won my job here in 2015. Uh, so it's actually been a while already. Uh, and and uh, at that point, there was, uh, we, we were a two-person wind sections. Uh, so it's and and we play 46 weeks so it's it's a really big season and not a lot of flutes uh so yeah so it was pretty exhausting uh but the cool thing was i got to bring in subs pretty much all the time and uh so one of my one of my good friends uh played like the whole my whole first year as second flute um that was great and then he ended up winning another job uh so then we had we kind of had like a revolving door so uh uh, I had Mark Duplitsky would play, uh, this guy, Will, who's now principal in South Dakota, where I left. Uh, he played a lot. Um, your student, Amanda Gaelic, she used to play a lot. Uh, I know her from Philadelphia Youth Orchestra. Um, so she was in Houston at Rice. So I, she would come up. Uh, my friend Jess, who's in Cleveland, she would come play. Uh, you know, she was at Rice also. Um, so we had, and, and Gabe would come through actually like probably less than, than a lot of people because at that point he was at DePaul and Indianapolis and like his schedule was so in and civic and it was so insane. I could like, he could barely ever come play. Um, 
But we did get to do that one CD. We did a couple. We did I get to do it a couple times. Yeah. I remember we went on tour and I was like, Gabe, can you come for our tour? And he was like, no, I can't. And I was like, are you kidding? We were going on tour. And we were like you playing at the Kennedy Center and like recording everything. And he was like, no, nah, I can't do it. So yeah, anyway. Uh, <laughs> well, we, whatever. We, we had Mendelssohn 5 in Symphony Center. Yeah, right. That was a great concert. Right. So. Yeah. So anyway, so, you know, uh, so anyway, it, it all culminated in eventually we had a, they decided to expand the wind sections in the orchestra. Um, and the first one that had an audition was flute. Um, so that was very exciting. Um, and, and now actually we have three, we're getting three in every section. Yeah. Which is long overdue and very good. Um, but uh, yeah, so for the audition, it was fully screened. Um, we weren't allowed to do any kind of playing rounds with the candidates. Normally we'll do, do candidates. Um, I want to get. Yeah. So it was just a normal process, like any other orchestra audition. It wasn't, it It wasn't normal because they knew that. We knew that that Gabe was I can say from my side, because I didn't know. All I know is that I, we, we, we were told between the, the, the final and the super final or the semi and the final that, the screen was going to stay up. Um, Cause usually I, I like usually, and, and most orchestras that I've got played finals, they take the screen down. Yeah. And we always, we yeah. always take the screen down. Uh, and, and so they, we always have an unscreened final basically. And for a, a role where you play second, we always do duos. So, um, so what I do remember was we had, for the list, I, uh, we had a bunch of duos and then the day before they were like, you're not doing any of those duos. Uh, on the audition, you know, must have been before Gabe even played, because I think they just kind of made it in, you know, just in case that happened. Um, so, so yeah. That's they, so good. That's so fair. That's so great. Yeah. yeah. And they, you know, they were, they went, I think, you know, for the orchestra, they have to cover their bases. So they, you know, they had, the, everything was screened. Um, they had a union <laughs> rep there the whole time and they like, it was like all high security and all this stuff. And uh, so, yeah. That's uh, and it's good because obviously you want everything to be above board. I'm actually very pro fully screened auditions all the time. I, I and that's something that I've been trying to push in our orchestra um, since then. Is just why don't we do everything like this? Uh, and hopefully that will happen at some point. I think that you know that should. So that's something that I, I very strongly believe in anyway. And, and so I think that that's good. Gabe had been in finals for three auditions in like those four yeah. months, you know? So, so he was, he was doing well at that point anyway. And, and we were just lucky that, that it worked out for this one. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was a lucky, <laughs> lucky that was a good day. Speaking of your Fort Worth symphony, are you excited to have Robert Spano as your new music director? So excited. Incredibly we're excited. so excited. Incredibly excited. It still like hasn't even fully set in. Like we've, we've been, in, in celebratory mode now for like what the last eight months yeah it's, it's <laughs> i bet i bet that's so exciting obviously like even you know coming through aspen we gave it we, i think we both did three years or something so we spent a lot of time there with him uh i played in his conducting academy for two years so he's like basically a you know a teacher for me also so obviously now our relationship will be a little different but uh but I really look up to him. I think he's a fantastic musician and, and I couldn't be more excited. Yeah. And you know what? I think he's excited to hang out with you two as well. 
Well, he doesn't know what he's in for. <laughs> we just, uh, yeah, in the concerts that he's done here have been amazing. Yeah, we, absolutely. We, we did Mahler 5 and the Strauss, right? Like that was yeah. an incredible concert. And, and you know, like we we love uh, Miguel Harthbedoya, like our, our former music director. Like he he's so amazing and like is everything you could ask for in a music director. So like such a high bar. Um, and, you know, there's a lot up in the air with a new music director. You don't know who it's going to be. And then Spano, like... I don't know. It doesn't get better than that. So what happens with the assignments in your orchestra of the flute, principal flute parts? Is there a method? Yeah. So basically, like, because we have three, uh, Gabe's job is kind of, you know, do everything. So if I'm playing principal, usually Gabe's playing second. uh, And then our piccolo player plays piccolo uh, if there's three. Um, If I'm not playing, then Gabe plays principal. Um... And, you know, so like on a lot of the two flute shows, Gabe will be playing principal. It usually just kind of works itself out. Um, if there's three flutes, then we're all playing because, you know, unless we're, one of us is on leave. But I try to I try to like balance it out. So, um, you know, Gabe's not always playing second and, and he gets some stuff to do uh, as far as as playing some some good good pieces, because I don't know, I think it's good for everybody to make sure that that it remains balanced. So if, if I'm playing principal on everything, then he'll, his principal chops are going to get worse. And then when, you know, I get sick or something, then it's going to be overly stressful. So, so he's, you play some pretty, pretty hefty principal stuff. Um, yeah, for sure. It's just, you know, assistant principal in like a four flute section, usually you play the first half of every concert and then the, the principal will play uh, the second half. Uh, you know, that's mainly how people do it. Uh it's not really. We don't do it like that here because we have three flutes. So, you know, sometimes on the first half, you know, Gabe will play the concerto or the overture, depending on, you know, what the second half is like. But I mean, my, my job is, you know, it's the three, it's the three person section. So it's also second flute, right? Like there, there's a lot of second flute, which is good. I also play alto and piccolo, like the whole thing, any kind of flute you want. Jake, I'm going to do a shout out that you have a concerto coming up. Tell us about that. And I know it's Lowell Lieberman's concerto, uh, first movement alone, flute part, nine pages. Uh, Tell us about (laughs) how much you're looking forward to this concerto. Well, I'm really looking forward to the concerto. Uh, However, it's really hard. Uh, So so I've been practicing it a lot uh, and it's still pretty bad. So so I don't know. It's pretty hard. I'm <laughs> looking forward to hearing it. <laughs> it's it's going to be, you know, honestly, I, I haven't played a, a concerto in like two years uh, since I, and and the last time was Mozart G major. So, <laughs> so it's a little bit of a different challenge. It's it's with a really good friend of mine is conducting. Um, and, and I was really excited that he asked me to play. He wanted to do the Lieberman. I really like the piece. I'm very excited to play it. Um, it's it's a lot of work, but that's great. I'm always excited to do that. Uh, there's very few pieces that 
you know, I've played that I think are as technically overwhelming just because of how long and, and how, you know, it's, it's pretty nonstop. Um, and a, a lot in the high register and, uh, I like to play really easy stuff. That's always my favorite thing to do. So uh, this is not, not that, uh, but it's a good challenge for me. I don't normally program stuff like that for myself that's that noty. So um, so it's good for me to to do that, and and, and I'm excited. I, and I think it's got some beautiful melodies. I think the audience will really love the piece. Um, uh, oh, they will, for sure, for I'm sure. I'm excited about that. Um, but I, I don't think I've done a... I don't think I've done a modern concerto in, in a long time, so so that's exciting too. The Amarillo Symphony, and I, it's January around the twentieth, twenty second, so it's in Amarillo, Texas. If you live there, awesome. George Jackson is conducting, and he's a really amazing conductor. He's from uh, England, but he's he's done a lot of, of opera work with uh, Opera Paris and uh, the big German opera houses. So he's not over here a lot. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited for people to get to see him because he's, he's a really special conductor. I think that'll be awesome. Well, congratulations. I have a final question. What are your interests outside of music? So we'll start with Gabe. Um, I'm a big reader. Uh, yeah, that's like my main hobby outside of music. Um, lately, I, I, I've been reading Jonathan Franzen's new book that just came out a couple weeks ago. Um, I, I really liked, I don't know. I, I remember reading his stuff in, in college back when I wasn't much of a reader and I felt like, uh, he, he writes, uh, he writes just very, very normal lives and makes them so deep and interesting. And it makes you want, it makes me want to get to know people better, you know, and learn people's stories more. And I think that's a great outcome from a novel. Um, so I can't give a review on it cause I, I'm only a couple hundred pages in, but you know, definitely that, um, also exercise for sure. And that, that's big. Um, I mean, I think that's just, I don't even know if that's a hobby or if that's therapy or if it's health, like whatever it is, it's ne- a necessary part of life. Um, it's flute related. Yeah. I think it, I think it's everything related. Um, yeah. I love a good novel too. Mm. Awesome. What about you, Jake? Yeah, I really, you know, I, I'm, I kind of like do a lot of everything, you know, I, I, I like to, uh, well, I'm big into sports, so I like to relax and watch sports. Um, that's a big hobby for me. Uh, exercise, definitely go to the gym every day. You know, that's, that's just kind of like a part. And usually I run into Gabe there. So, uh, he's usually there longer than me. Uh, but, but I try to keep up in my old age. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, uh, we just got a dog, so I've been having a lot of fun trying to train her. It's going very poorly. I have three dogs. We have so much in common. Okay, let's review the commonalities, right? Philadelphia and the, and the Youth Orchestra, Settlement Music School, our love for Ransom Wilson. Um, then there's ice cream, right? We have Mark Sparks. We have um, exercise and dog training. We all play flute. <laughs> there you go. Tie it all together. <laughs> That is so tied together. Well, it has been my pleasure to interview you. Thank you for being so candid. Thank you for being so personable. Can I now call you officially my friends? I hope so. I hope so as well. And and, yeah. and, and we can call you uh, our friend also. But it's great to meet you yeah. virtually. Uh, finally, obviously. This has been really fun. Reputation precedes you, and it's, it's great to 
to meet you. It's been a pleasure, you guys. Thanks for joining us today. Thank, Thank you. For thanks for thanks for it's asking. Been a lot us of fun. Here. You can follow the Fridkiss Brothers or the Flute Bros on Instagram. Whatever you call them, Gabe and Jake are the awesome brothers. Thank you, you guys, for being in Porter Flute Pod. I so appreciate it. Join us next week when we have our Stay Well, Play Well platform. We're going to discuss the importance of injury prevention and how to take care of ourselves during those long days of practicing. We'll be hearing from a few friends about their experiences recovering from their performance-related injuries, and we'll take their tips on how to avoid what they had to overcome. Thank you for listening to Porter Flute Pod. I'm so grateful for you.